I don't know the history of LaCroix, but I feel like I've seen the boxes in grocery stores since the beginning of time. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, you might hear a lawnmower right outside my window, Mike. We're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way, because he's gone right now, but he's going to be coming right back here in a second. It's, uh, the, it's the summer of Superhero Slate. Those are just the ambiance tones that you'll get during the podcast in the summer months. That's right. Um, and can you just smell that fresh cut grass, man? Can you just smell it? I it smells can't. a lot like a microphone. It smells a lot either. like a microphone. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not here. Uh, but in news terms, Fox and Disney are coming together, Mike. They're 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 putting aside their differences, and it seems like it's going to work out. You can get Batman the animated series, the whole collection on Blu-ray, Ooh. very very soon. I know you're. I know pique your interest. Why did Movie Pass run out of money? <laughs> oh, why? Oh, why? And more. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that movie pass news and I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Chris about this one. We've had I feel like we've had bets running out for movie pass for a while. So we'll we'll jump into that. And it almost feels like I want to be more excited about Fox and Disney or at least have more of a reaction. But I feel like we've talked about them every week for like the last six months where we're like, oh, we got a little bit more information, Hmm. a little bit more information. Oh, Comcast came in. So it feels just like a culmination finally of the ending. So it's not so surprising. It's not, but what did Fox have on the docket will be what we're going to talk about today. Yes, that's going to be the meat and fun of this podcast, because that's what I love talking about on the show, is in between like the movie trailers and the movie news, I like to dive deep into like rumor and speculation, because I think that's where it gets really fun. Mm, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna preface this whole podcast with a whole dash of salt, Mike. We're going to salt all <laughs> over this. Take your pinches here and there with what you will. But there are a lot of rumors and speculation going in, but I think we're going to handle it. We're going to come at it with a, a broad mind, so I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but first, I want to thank I want to thank everyone who listened to our Comic Con coverage podcast last week. I had a lot of people reach out and say uh, they they really like what we did, Mike. Uh, so I appreciate you being there on the floor to give us some news, and um, you know all our listeners who who've reached out and listened because it, it is one of our quickest. Uh, downloaded shows and one of our biggest shows of the year, so I Ooh, do, I do appreciate I, all that. I love I love our Comic Con episodes. I love Comic Con in general, and just as soon as the weekend's over, you know, driving back from San Diego, I'm always just like really exhausted. I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to get back to a normal life just for a week. And then like as soon as Monday rolls around, I'm just like, ah, oh, is com- when's Comic Con again? Like <laughs> I, I'm like I'm so back on the horse again so quickly. So. Uh, cross my fingers that you'll be able to come out next year, Chris. You, you, and everyone else. I mean, we we have <laughs> you know mutual friends, and I have other friends. Like you gotta come out, you gotta hang out out here. So um, you know we're gonna we're gonna knock on wood here uh, that you know again that life doesn't get in the way because every time we want to do this, something comes up in my life. I'm like I got married or or bought a, a house. Tree, the tree fell tree on my falls yard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always something. Uh, but in that regard, uh, some people, there's a lawnmower again. He's just walking right by the window. Um, <laughs> people have asked me about my kitchen project, which has taken a lot longer than it should have. Um, because we found out when we were working on this that the people who did the project before just kind of jerry-rigged everything. And um, I've been trying to do everything the appropriate way, fixing all, you know, like you don't want to leave something like, you're like, oh, they just half-assed this. I don't want to leave it half-assed. 
Well, yeah, because the only one to blame is yourself. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> because if something falls apart or I sell it later, like I don't want to pass along that bad vibe, that bad juju. Um, so th- I think as of yesterday, ninety five percent, like we're missing one cabinet on the wall at this point. So we're back to almost full capacity, just, Mike. Just throw out all your bowls. You don't need bowls. Just use plates. Just put cereal on plates, and then you won't have to put that cabinet up at all. See, I'm actually going to go the other way. Bowls take up, A, less space and hold more. I ate spaghetti out of a bowl last night, Mike. <laughs> like, it was less messy. I, I had well, it all there. There was a sauce I could dip in with my, my well, garlic bread. It's fantastic. I've been training my whole childhood to eat spaghetti out of a bowl, a.k.a. SpaghettiOs, which are still amazingly delicious. Yeah, I mean, if you want if you want a guilty pleasure, you get some SpaghettiOs. Guess what I had last <laughs> night? i got to share this with you. Push Pops. I went and bought a box of Push Pops last night. Oh, it has been so long since I've had a Push Pop, which is basically children, they don't understand that it's literally just sherbet in a tube. But when it comes out of a tube, it's a whole different experience. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's it's sherbet in a tube. And um, so it's now made by Nestle, which shows up as Wonka Push Pops on the register. And I'm like, I'm in a whole world of pure imagination over here. (laughs) So, so that was it. Uh, other than that, this weekend I've played a lot of Fortnite. Have you jumped in on the Fortnite bandwagon yet, Mike? I, I have a small Fortnite story and then an additional video game story. Uh, first of all, I have to say that the, the lawnmower is actually kind of soothing. Yeah. I, I almost kind of like that noise because out here in the city in L.A., you don't hear a whole lot of lawnmowers. You hear a ton of leaf blowers. <laughs> leaf blowers all over the place. But lawnmower is just like the soothing tone. It kind of like I feel like... I'm back at home. It's summer. I got the windows open. It's kind of nice, Chris. I'm I'm not too I'm not too mad at the guy. But anyway, I played. I've only played one game of Fortnite because I downloaded it the other day, uh, mainly because I forgot that I put PSN on like auto renew. So like I, I was the dummy that fell for it by putting in my credit card information. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I'll just try the two week trial, whatever. So I downloaded Fortnite. I played one game. And I only knew two things about Fortnite. I knew you could build stuff in the game, which I didn't figure out in this one match because I was like, it's already too confusing for me right now. And then I knew that like this, like, you know, that storm eye or whatever it's called, like closes in on you. Yep. So when like I'm so when I'm jumping from a bus out of the sky, which I didn't know was a thing, I'm just like, OK, what do I do here? There's this giant map below me. Where do I go? And I was like, oh, this area all the way to the edge of the map looks cool. So I go all the way to the edge of the map. And I'm just like, oh, I need to run towards the center of it. That thing's huge. So the whole game, I'm literally just like running across this map. I get like one kill and then somebody <laughs> shoots me. But I was like in the top nine. I mean, that's pretty good because doesn't don't you start with like 100 people or something? Yeah, like around, around 100. So you're playing the multiplayer version, uh, it sounds mm. like. So there's also a single player version, which is half off right now. Uh, oh. It's, it's in, in quote, quote unquote closed beta, so you're buying into early access. But it'll is, go it like free. A, is it like a story mode? Yeah, or? It is. It actually explain, like it gives you a lot of practice on building and you're shooting mobs of zombies coming at you. So it's a, oh, a PVE and the E is like zombies and these whole world you're in. It's actually, I played a lot of that this weekend with some friends of mine and, and that was really fun to get into that and learn about the crafting and the building and stuff. But the, oh. the online multiplayer, um, it, it's pretty fun. So I'm glad, you, I'm glad you jumped in on that. I had to yeah. And to get your experiences, and you got yeah. a kill, so that's that's awesome. Like, yeah, that's... I got one kill, so I can say I can safely delete Fortnite now. I'm already doing pretty well. I'm uh, like one and one, one one loss, one kill, so I'm okay with that. But before we jump into yeah. the news, I will have to say that I've been progressing through 
um, The Last of Us, the game of the year, ultimate premium edition, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've been I've been playing through that game. Mm-hmm. I had a good chunk of it through this weekend. I figured out what bloaters were, so that was an interesting experience to to run into one of those and then run into one of those again in a much smaller enclosed environment, which was terrifying. Uh, my my wife was in the other room, like you know, going going through some spring cleaning motions and I'm like babe I'm in a dark basement and my and my uh, co-op partner is gone can you like can you come in here and comfort me it's dark <laughs> and scary so I do like every once in a while the game does get a little spooky because usually it's just more like anxiety like oh I gotta sneak around these clickers oh these little bastards are gonna kill me again but like when you're in like a deep dark basement and you don't have Ellie following you around oh it gets extra spooky uh, so that game's been really fun. Been working through that. So um, the story unfolds really great. I want to like look up who the screenwriter was for this game because I'm sure they have some other like Hollywood credits. Um, I'd like to maybe watch one of their movies because I feel like the storytelling evolves kind of very nicely throughout the game. But there you go. Play some Last of Us, and now we can talk about the news. I know it's such it's so nice out in the summer when we can just sit inside and play video games and not worry. Oh, about I know, it. isn't it great? Yeah, you just open up the window and just smell the summer. You don't need to be in it. That's right. I'm, I'm, I actually had to close the blinds yesterday. I had too much glare on the TV. Maybe. Oh, had, oh, too much glare. Had it so, but that's okay because we're not here to talk about video games. We're here to talk about news and comic books and movies and TV shows. And first and foremost, I think. I don't know a single person, like, hardly anyone is not excited about this news, Mike. Uh, the 20th Century Fox shareholders have approved their buyout by Disney. Uh, so that means that the X-Men and Fantastic Four and other characters are finally coming home. I've ma- I think I have to make the mental decision in my head to just push aside all of the negatives that come with two, like, basically conglomerates, like, merging together and sharing IPs and shedding, like, thousands of jobs. Like, I think I read somewhere that, like, there's, go like, maybe about 2,000 redundancies of positions. So, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. There's nothing I can do about it. I am not a Fox shareholder. I cannot deny or approve this deal. So, I'm just going to go ahead and look on the bright side of what I can control and be like, I'm super excited for a Fantastic Four movie. I'm really curious how the X-Men are going to be integrated, but this is got this is great for Feige. I mean, if he has to plan out this universe for another 20 years, he's going to need these characters. I mean, do you think the first thing, as soon as they said, hey, Fox said yes, the first thing he did was go back to his alternate, he has two books, I bet, one without Fox and one with Fox, and he's like throwing <laughs> the without Fox book in the trash, and he's like, here we go. Here's my new roadmap. Here's the characters and stories we got to we got to tell going forward. I mean, do you think that's what he did? Do you think he woke as soon as he got that news, he was ready to roll. He's already brainstorming like Well, I don't remember if we talked about this on the news the other week or maybe I just came across it like on Twitter or something. But I think somebody said like, "Oh, they asked Feige about this and he just kind of coyly said like, "Oh, well, I don't really think about it too much. It would be cool to have the characters, but you know, mm-hmm. oh, we already have this whole universe going on." I'm I I just thought like that is totally not what Kevin Feige thinks. Like he is super probably stoked and also all these possibilities suddenly open up with these characters. I don't think he's really so nonchalant about it or if he is, maybe he just knows that in Hollywood so many things can just they don't really happen until they actually happen so he's just not holding it's, his breath, you know. It's all a PR face, man. He can't I mean, <laughs> if if anything Kevin Feige is like the the perfect, you know, like spokesperson for a universe. He doesn't tell us too much, but he doesn't hold back a lot either. Like he it, is the opposite he's the opposite of Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like he is there, like he is there to play this, you know, the head of the president of Marvel Studios. He's like 
I have to maintain face. I can't say we're excited. We just got to play it as it is right now as of today and go forward. So I'm sure when we inevitably get the Avengers 4 title revealed and then the next slate of Marvel movies revealed, he, that enthusiasm is going to just bleed and pour out onto onto everybody. So Yeah, I, I almost think what you do first is you develop the Fantastic Four, maybe before you bring in mutants. I mean, I, I suppose you could do it simultaneously, which wouldn't be difficult, but they want to crank out three movies a year. Here you go. But uh, I think that would put a bigger buffer in between the Fox movies and the MCU movies because now they don't have to worry about rushing these movies out. They own they own the X-Men. They don't have to worry about cranking out these movies to keep the license. So, you know, maybe develop the Fantastic Four since these are people that kind of gain their powers just from, like, space exploration, which actually is probably going to be a little bit of what Captain Marvel deals with, too. So the Fantastic Four will be easier to explain, maybe loop into the universe. Maybe there'll be some time travel. I like the theory that someone had out there. I think it was movie bob that said these characters are basically flung into the future from the past and it kind of explains their weird sensibilities um that might be kind of fun but i think it'll be easier to loop them in and then once you kind of establish the fantastic four then maybe start to to weave in the mutants you know i i'm really curious how they're going to do that uh i've talked about it on the show before i don't think that mutants can just have existed all the time the x-mansion just can't be in the mcu and we just haven't seen it for the last like you know what is it almost 20 years now Mm -hmm. i i just that doesn't make any sense i don't think it's doesn't it's not a whole logical uh explanation for the mcu um well well, i think we're we're at again at a turning point where we don't know other than spider-man 3 and um you know guardians 3 and whatever we don't know what literally is next after infinity war and that's what makes it so fun because yeah. we've had this huge road roadmap for like five plus years. And, and exactly, and anything can happen with an Infinity Gauntlet. They have almost what ten months to redo an ending if they want to, mm. uh, or something that where it rewrites the universe and all of a sudden, you know, the world's different. Something has awoken in people. There's a billion ways this could go. Yeah, but- I, I I like that explanation too. Uh, you know, after the snap when everybody comes back, you know, as long as just one cell in the human body didn't go back exactly how it was supposed to it just you know tweaked a little bit moved a little bit that's a mutation you just created mm-hmm. the x gene or however you want to explain it in this universe and i think that would make sense yeah and and it could also be you know we have to prepare the earth for more powerful attacks so whoever if we rewrite the earth and bring these people back he's brought them back with powers to prepare them for like if Thanos did attack we wouldn't only have like 10 defenders at the end of Oh, I like that idea. I've never thought about that before. Whoever maybe gets control of the gauntlet to kind of put the universe back, maybe they're not just snapping and say, like, hey, let's put this back exactly how it was. Maybe there's a little wishful thinking behind the snap, like, oh, let's put it back the way it was, and then also it would be great if maybe the Earth could defend itself a little bit better than it was, so then kind of, you know, karma, the whole universe, whatever's con- controlling this mm-hmm. giant... Uh, uh, existence that we live in yeah. it's just like hey let's give them mutants exactly there's there's tons of way but i totally agree with fantastic four first i think the fantastic four villains are better threat or as, as good if not equal threats as thanos in the long run uh we have annihilus in the negative zone uh the series annihilation and annihilation conquest are fantastic um conquest could we actually- got we got Galactus finally. Galactus could be the big bad over the next three Avengers movies because mm-hmm. you would need literally everyone, Fantastic Four, Avengers, and X-Men together to beat Galactus. So you would have 
another decade to build to him appropriately if you really wanted so, to. So I have to admit right now, uh, I think the only time I've ever witnessed Galactus on in storytelling, like I know who the character is, I know Silver Surfer is Harold, but I think the only time I've really ever witnessed him is either in the Ultimate Comics, which is a different type of Galactus. Yes, you know it's like a horde, so it's easier kind of to fight on screen, I guess. And then also I've seen him, like I've seen him in like what one of the I think it was one of the Lego Marvel games. How do you fight Galactus? I don't think I've ever seen anybody fight Galactus. Um, I like you can't punch him; he's huge. Well, right, I, you you. He does have the ability to mow lawns, as you can hear. Like he's, oh my they're, gosh. <laughs> they're right outside my window now, so sorry. Um, but like he can like change his size as well. He's not always huge. He's not like taking bites out of plants like apples. Uh, there are ways that we don't know, but I mean, again, it's something we can dream about over the next couple of years. We can we can yeah. find a solution that's easy. But I gotta say, the biggest thing about this whole buy by Disney that I, I I've totally forgotten and and. It's only popped in mind a couple times. We have the original Star Wars movies back at Disney now. Like, I don't think this will ever happen. I've had a huge conversation about this, but the original Star Wars movies in their entirety can be released on home video now, Mike. Yeah, the biggest issue was the distribution for sure of that very first one. I knew Fox had the distribution mm. of that. So I think now all of the dollar signs like are showing up in people's eyes at Disney like, oh, we can finally put out the mega super duper 4K ultra box set for you know, $400 that comes with like a collectible helmet and like yeah. a hilt of a lightsaber and you'll buy it because you want it. And, oh, maybe we'll put the original versions of the movies onto the discs too. And you know, you want I, that. So I, I don't <laughs> think the original versions will come out anytime soon, but I would like, I think it could do digital, but like Disney would have to, I don't think they want to confuse people by having two collections in print at the same time like disney as a company is very smart about what they release out there and what you can buy like you can't go out and buy you know three versions of um you know whatever um avengers i i guess um so i, I don't know if that'll ever happen but we have that we also have indiana jones under under disney now mm-hmm. as well and a ton of like alien um was it uh, avatar and a bunch of other movies too so i mean not only are we excited about X-Men and Fantastic Four, but I'm excited about the whole plethora of movies and platforms coming to the Disney streaming service as well. So, Well, now now Pandora at Disney World in Florida makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yes, I am, I am booked for, for, for that ride this, this, uh, this Christmas or after Christmas, so I'll let you know how that goes. But I think what I want to talk about mostly, we're talking about all these things coming to Fox, but all the things currently at Fox in production, where are they going to end up? I think Dark Phoenix, first and foremost, will be canceled as soon as they possibly can, Mike. As soon as they can get a couple more definitive things in place, I think they'll just write this movie off or push it back until they can effectively cancel it. What do you think about that? So the funny thing is, is under normal situations, I would say, well, no, they filmed it. They paid all these actors. They just have to put in a little bit more money into it. Even if the movie was bad, they would probably still get a return on their investment because it's a superhero movie and it's a, and it's an X-Men movie. I mean, the poster pretty much sells itself. You know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't super into these movies like we are that just see a new Marvel movie and they go to it. But... The MCU is not just a movie universe. The MCU MCU is this giant financial juggernaut that is like theme park rides, it's toys, it's pajamas, it's 
Halloween costumes. It's so much more than just the movies. So they really want to protect the continuity of what they're putting out there because uh, just like Kathleen Kennedy talking about Star Wars, it's not just about the first Star Wars movies reboot. It's about the next 30 years of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So this is about the next 30 years of the MCU. So they don't want to start off kicking it kicking around the x-men with this weird dark phoenix movie i could totally see them like taking the what the budget on this movie was what probably like 150 million dollars it, i think it's closer to 250 I, I think it was actually higher than than they really expected. yeah holy crap i well, think I, so yeah. still i mean i guess they have to think about it this way like if we were to buy these x-men outright from fox it would have been a lot more expensive than $250 million movie budget. So I think maybe they're just looking at their losses. And, you know, there's still a chance that, you know, with all of these, like, reshoots and delays of this movie, it could legitimately be a bad movie. And who knows, maybe at best it just breaks even, you know? Yeah, so no, I, yeah. I, 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 I think, again, if... I think the thing is, you know, this this whole thing is not a done deal. Disney does not own Fox right now. The, the, the process still has to go another year, probably. I think, you know, they're going to try to put... I mean, if they try to put out Dark Phoenix still, I think we need to have, again, like that cyclical thing. That way we can say that this is a contained universe. Disney can sell it as a box set, and it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, Mm -hmm. don't adapt it. Don't bring it in. Just make it very self-contained and get rid of it. Um, But the other rumors are, are, if it's not canceled... Is that you know reshoots are taking place next month? The actors have already been paid for these reshoots, and I, I don't know. I don't know what this holds for this Valentine's Day 2019 release. I do have to say I like the lore of knowing in the future that there could just be this abandoned X Men movie that no one will ever see. We don't get a whole lot of kind of like movie urban legends like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Where I like the idea of like you know grandchildren in the future. Uh, we're telling them, oh yeah, there's this missing X-Men movie out there that we never saw that's just in the that's in the secret vault somewhere at Disney that they don't want us to see and then maybe it leaks on their future version of the internet and we can finally see it then. I think that's kind of fun. I like movie secrets and more like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be it would be interesting or at least, you know, a documentary of why this movie was never released kind of thing. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. Oh, the production. But, I mean, we are in a world where we have set photos. They've already marketed this. They've already filmed the whole thing. This would be a uh, Zack Snyder cut scenario that actually <laughs> is true because mm-hmm. we know the movie exists. So um, would you want them to cancel it or would you want them to just go ahead and wrap it up in a little bow and put it put it away because X-Men Apocalypse. I was looking at box, I just looked at Box Office Mojo. These movies aren't making that much money at the end of the oh, day. Oh, yeah. Apocalypse made the second least amount of any X-Men movie ever. Like even less than the very first X Men movie. I think and for that the was, co- what, 20, 2001? So yeah, I think for the continuity of the MCU, I I think it's not too late to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it seems like everybody got paid. I, I would imagine that there's some sort of contract stipulations of people that were expecting to get paid based off the box office return. So maybe they have to be bought out. So maybe this is a lot more expensive than we think it is. Just to shelf this movie. Uh, but honestly, if they didn't want to shelf it, I, I could see them just pushing it from Valentine's Day to like, I don't know, September, October, a month where no one really goes to see movies. And then they watch it and then it's a flash in the pan. You forgot it even existed. I mean, you didn't have to shelf, you know, X-Men Apocalypse for me to forget about it. Yeah. I paid for it and saw it and I don't remember it. So maybe they don't have to completely shelf it. But if this movie did come out, 
you know, if they go with the strategy of developing the Fantastic Four first and then maybe five years later we get more X-Men, have that nice gap in time, I think that might be enough. I mean, what that's how long we had for Spider-Man, I think. Well, no, Spider-Man was, was three years. Yeah, three yes. years between that. So it's doable. It's yeah. totally doable. I mean, this is, again, why I think Fantastic Four would be a great choice first, because we don't have Dark Phoenix sitting on our minds. Yeah, uh, and, at, and at plus they can they can develop a lot of the villains that come out of the X-Men universe that maybe aren't necessarily mutants, you know? There's plenty mm-hmm. of villains there that aren't mutants, so they could still do that. Yeah, there, there, I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot they could do. Um, but the rumors is it's canceled. Other rumors are like, no, it's not. So we're just going to play this one by ear. But I'm very not excited about X-Men Dark Phoenix at this point. Yeah. New, New Mutants, however, I am is one of the few X-Men movies I am looking forward to. Um, it may have a possible cancellation as well. We know these were all pushed back. Um, but they are looking at it as maybe a standalone film and still be released. Um, like, you know, yeah. because you could take away, you know, you can retitle it. You don't have to be New Mutants. But it doesn't. It's not like, hey, remember James McAvoy's Professor Xavier in here, and he's in this movie, kind of thing. Like, there's no direct connection to the other X Men movies at this point. Yeah, this is almost a weirder situation where I would say uh, this is kind of being developed as like a closed off movie. So you could probably make it one off, and it wouldn't affect too much of any universes that are out there. Um, I would say the biggest downside is almost the almost the title of it. It's called New. Mutants. Mm. I know people out there in the comic book world understand what that means. That's just, you know, a line of comic books. It's just like a new team out there of X-Men. But when you you hear that Disney just bought Fox and the X-Men, and then right after a movie comes out called The New Mutants, I feel like that's really confusing more than anything else. So it's like, is it too late to change the title even after we've already had like two trailers of the movie? Um, I rewatched the trailer today, and I was like, "Yeah, this actually could be a really cool movie." Uh, so it's this is almost the 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 weirder movie that's in development right now because yeah, Dark Phoenix, take it off. I didn't even want to see that movie to begin with. But New Mutants, I like the idea you had last week where you develop New Mutants maybe into the Deadpool universe. That might yeah. make a little bit more sense. They would have to make a really big tonal shift after the movie comes out because if you watch rewatch the trailer, I mean, it's very serious, very dour. Uh, very much in there, um, and I don't know how you code. Sw- I don't know how you like code switch it over to the Deadpool afterwards. But um, yeah, I want to. I want to see it. Right. Yeah, I guess just put it put it out as a one off. Whoever. What, what do I care? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. it, it yeah. I, I think it's kind of like Venom. Like Venom's not going to affect me in the long haul, but it, it could still stand alone and be like, yeah, okay, it came out. I think New Mutants is kind of in that same boat as well. Um, but the rumors are the one of the characters they've added was X twenty three from Logan. So what if this was a future of of Logan? Like what if instead oh like God. this is in the Logan verse and this was afterwards? <laughs> that just uh, that just makes it even more confusing because to me it sounds like they're they're trying to basically remake this movie because they didn't like the first cut that they had. So they're like, oh, let's add some characters to it. Oh, who can we add? Well, let's. Everybody loved Logan. Everybody loved X twenty three. Shove X twenty three in there to sell, sell some tickets. We got to do whatever we can to hemorrhage this X Men franchise that we have going. Uh, but then all of a sudden, oh, Disney bought us, so maybe we don't need to add X twenty three anymore. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, but that would put it in the. It wouldn't just put it in the future. It'd put it into the fractured timeline of the Logan universe, wherever that's supposed to be. But but it doesn't matter because this would be the last one. Be like, okay, great, it ends. We don't have to come back to these people. Yeah, anymore I guess so. <laughs> Is that going to be the extra 
uh, dour ending of Logan, where not only does he die, but when the children escape, they think they're escaping to what, like that sanctuary in Canada. But guess what? It's not a sanctuary. It's actually like an insane asylum that you're going to get shoved into. Man, oh my god! It, it could, oh my god! <laughs> it could be. Uh, well, Fox didn't think that X twenty three the character had enough to do her own. Like we've talked about them doing their own movie. Like the character doesn't have enough to draw her own movie, and I agree. Like having having that young girl be you know, Laura Linney in that situation. Like, I just don't think she could do her own movie. So they could definitely put her in here. So that, that's the rumor that that's the character that added. We don't have a confirmation on that, but also the other character from new mutants is warlock. Are you familiar with warlock at all? He's like a techno robot looking kind of dude. He's got like a, yeah. a fro and he's like he, robotic. He kind of looks like a, a, like a wacky Looney tunes robot character. So if they're going to add him to the movie, I'm really curious what that design is going to look like. Yeah, he kind of looks like a, you remember connects, like the like the Legos that were like very yeah. extreme. He's looked like a connects like robot if you put them all together. Yeah. So, so he's also uh, rumored to have a, have a cameo via motion capture. I don't know where anything's going in the next like six months. So we're gonna have <laughs> like, to like we, hold like, like what do we do? Uh, throw X twenty three in there. Uh, throw Warlock in there. Throw whatever CG characters you can in there because we got to add them to stuff that's already been filmed. I just I'm almost expecting a really weird moment where just like in the background, just Warlocks walking around, like not adding any anything to the scene. You know, the characters aren't even interacting with them. They're just like doop a doop a doop a doop. Like oh my god, there's Warlock. Yeah, <laughs> what a great movie. <laughs> he could he could be like in a room somewhere, and we don't really have to see a lot of him. Uh, if he's like locked up in one of those horror chamber rooms, I don't know. There's a lot going on here, and, and you know, these are all rumors and stuff like that, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to see where any of these go over the next you know year or so. So we'll we'll, we'll keep that posted. But you mentioned bringing them into X Force, and that's it's funny you mentioned this um, because X Force is probably the safest of all the the Fox movies right now, like mm-hmm. because it is the third Deadpool movie essentially, um, and the title is rumored to be changed. What I said before, Deadpool Three X Force. So. To really, you know, instead of having a standalone X Force movie, like they would use Deadpool's name and success to bring it into that and be like, okay, here's Deadpool's X Force because he did very well create that word and stuff in the the movie Deadpool too. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Deadpool's a brand now, so why wouldn't <laughs> you put? His name right out there. Because you know if it was just called X-Force and Deadpool wasn't in the title, you know he would be front and center on the poster. Yeah. Because they they would be like, how do we sell this movie without Deadpool? So, how do you sell a movie uh, just called X-Force anyway? Like, that's a, that's a horrible just title yeah. by itself. Yeah, it sounds like a fake movie, like a fake movie inside of another movie. Like, oh, me me and the kids are going to go see X-Force tonight, you know, with, that, with all those explosions and punches. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a weird title it, on its own. Yeah, very much so. So Deadpool 3, X-Force, like I said, I, hopefully they'll, they'll do that, knock on wood. But some of the characters from New Mutants could transfer to this film um, if they, you know, because apparently they have really, really strong performances in that movie. It's, it's not the actors that were the problem, it's like the story. So they said some of the characters from those could already just come over to X-Force, like, if they've already got them. So, well, yeah, you got, you got, you got, you're pulling people from Game of Thrones and Stranger Things, like some of the two greatest shows running right now. So, yeah, I think they, they got the talent in there. So, it's just this weird movie that they just don't know what to do with, which is kind of unfortunate. I think this is weird because we don't know anything about anything. <laughs> like, they are, yeah. they're moving and changing and shifting stuff around, and they're like, what are we doing? <laughs> they put the movies under three cups and they're just shifting it around, like, all right, I, which I, one's it going to be? Like the ra- I like the ram- random idea I had was at the very end of the movie when they finally break out of the the uh, haunted house. There's just a big Cloverfield monster out there. Oh, it's a Cloverfield movie. It's, actually. it's a Cloverfield movie. 
Yeah, they should just sell Dark Phoenix uh, to uh, Bad Robot Productions to make it a Cloverfield movie. This, yeah, put it on Netflix right away. Ne- right now. Yeah. It's done. Just go ahead and put it on Netflix next week. Yeah. We'll watch put it. it. Put it right between Cloverfield Paradox and uh, the Mowgli movie yeah. right there. Yeah. Oh, and what's the other one? The Overlord was supposed to be a Cloverfield movie as well. Um, uh, but lastly, Gambit um, definitely probably not happening in its current iteration. Do a little bit of a clap here. We didn't want the movie anyway, so bye-bye. And yeah, so again, these are all rumors. Again, dashes of salt on all of this. We don't know anything until the ink's all finally said and done. But you know, this is the current state that we think things are going to go. And I look forward to being proved wrong on most of these. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that goes over the next couple of years. We're going to shift gears. We're going to talk Star Wars Episode Nine. Drop some surprising Whoa, information. Episode on Nine, Star Wars. All right. All the right. cast and production date have been revealed. The production will start next week. So they're going to okay. start filming Star Wars. It's about time for it, about a year and a half out. Um, Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, and Billy D. Williams will return to reprise their iconic roles in this movie. Mike, I didn't think... I mean, I didn't think we'd not see Luke Skywalker, but, I, you know, you never know. So... I don't... I just don't... So the Force Ghost is such a weird aberration thing, and I feel like Luke showing up as a Force Ghost, uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Just because it's always been a very mysterious part of the Force. No one's really uh, understood it. And correct me if I'm wrong, the Force Ghost, Obi-Wan was the first one to pull it off, right? He was the one one that, like, figured it out, right? Are we talking chronologically or in the the term of the whole span of, of Star Wars from zero to one hundred, I think with just within the movies. Don't, no, I thought uh, they, no, there was uh, actually Qui-Gon, a line. Qui Gon figured it out because that was in. Oh yeah, that's right. He was the one that said that line. Well, he yeah, found, like he says, "Oh my, like my master had found a way to." Well, I don't no, he, no, he told him to. He's been communing with Yoda. Yoda is the one who taught. So Yoda learned from Qui Gon. He taught Obi Wan, and that's how this all kind of happened. Yeah. So anyway, the Force Ghost, relatively fresh new invention in the Star Wars universe, not too old. So I feel like uh, if we see it too much, is it is it going to be ex- overexplained? You know, I feel like it's got to be this ethereal thing where you're just not really sure what you're seeing. Because have I don't think we've ever had two people witness a Force Ghost. So it almost just seems like this weird vision that one person can have and no one else does. So anyway. I mean, he would have to show up as a force ghost, right? I mean, he died at the end of the last movie, correct me? I mean, like, he vanished, right? So that's dying, right? Yeah, yeah, essentially so. Unless it's flashbacks, we don't know. There's there's a lot to be had. We just know he's going to be in the movie somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 cool that Lando's going to be in the film. We were kind of all expecting him to show up on that casino planet, and that was I don't know if that was a red herring. They wanted us to think that, so would have made it'd be sense. Cool to, it'll be cool to see Billy Dee to come back. I mean Anthony Daniels, that makes sense as C three PO. So uh, nothing too surprising out of those two. Yep. The so the last thing here, well I guess Billy Dee Williams, I guess I didn't expect him to really come back at, at all, but I think after. Um, the character's resurgence, I guess, in Solo. It would be nice to have him there again, I think. We'll see what he does. Hopefully he's not, like, still working for Java or anything like that. Uh, but lastly, the late Carrie Fisher will appear in the film through previously unreleased footage that was used for The Force Awakens. So they're not going to CGI her. They're not going to, you know, do anything like that. They're going to use what they have and put her kind of in the movie as they can. So they've, they've written her scenes around that that footage. Yeah, that was the biggest question I had because when she doesn't perish, 
you know, in episode eight, you're thinking the whole time, well, what are they going to do at the beginning of the next movie? You know, are they just going to kind of write her off? Are they just going to say like, oh, I'm retiring on a, on the on the planet of Florida and I'm just going to hang out there. See you later. Uh, that This is more of like a, an interesting puzzle piece that it seems like they're confined to this box and they have to be as creative as possible. So it'll be interesting to see how they pull that off. But it seems like they specifically stated we're not going to recreate her with computers. Yeah. So that's that makes it a bit more challenging. Yeah, but but at least they did not have a script already in place. They were able to write the script uh, with J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio. And they, like we have this footage. Can we implement it somehow? So hopefully it's not like... It's not shoehorned in. It's more... It, it fits with what the, the theme of everything. So so do, do you think... Um, how do you think Episode Nine is going to be received, man? How do you, th- how do you think it's going to go? It's been a bumpy go at Episode Eight. Do you think this is going to win all the people back? Do you I, think it's I don't just going to... I don't think anyone's off of... Epi- I mean, everyone can say they don't like Episode Eight, but it made almost as much money as Seven and still critically received just almost just as well, if not better, than most Star Wars movies. So I don't think anyone's off of Star Wars. I think they have a a, a huge... I don't know, they have a huge undertaking to finish this trilogy off and and what they have left kind of on the plate, but I, I don't think anyone's off of it. I think it'll be fine. I mean, it'll be it'll be okay yeah, at the end of it. It's very, very, very curious. Very curious. It's, it's really not. It's not curious. Everyone will go see Star Wars. They <laughs> will make all their money, and it will be received just as well as the other ones were. So I think I think we'll be fine. It'll, it'll all be all right. Uh, unlike Movie Pass, so if you're a Movie Pass <laughs> subscriber, uh, you're kind of you're at the end of this grand experiment, as as you said. Um, yeah, you di- you didn't see Mission Impossible Fallout this weekend because they wouldn't let you go see it. They wouldn't let you see anything at all almost this weekend. So apparently this week earlier, the company ran out of money. They had like five million, and they ran out because they couldn't pay. The way that works, it's a card through like Mastercard, and then like they reimburse the ticket things after you buy it. I, I don't know how it works, but they ran out of money, so they couldn't pay the credit card companies that run the credit cards. So no one could use their card to buy any movies, and then they shut down all the Mission Impossible screenings. So um, people aren't able to buy tickets. I am an A-list member. I was able to walk right in and see Teen Titans Go today. Not a single problem. Like, do you think uh, Movie uh, Pass a- a- is done? A- A-list is the AMC one, right? That is correct. Um, yeah, there's I, like four the, or five. Cinemark has one, and there's a couple other theaters that have their own as well. But I feel like um, I don't know exactly how I feel about Movie Pass. So I'm glad that they just kind of like shot for the moon, or like aim for the stars, shot for the moon, whatever that phrase was. They're just like, hey, our service is forty dollars right now. Let's just cut it all the way down to ten. Let's see how many people we can um, gobble up with this service, and maybe if we're lucky, we'll be able to break even and push this thing forward. Maybe maybe sell some of the data, see how that works. Uh, I guess it didn't end up working out. Um, I guess in hindsight, it makes you think, oh, what if they maybe cut it down to $15? Would, would that have helped them out? Would that have been enough? But it's too late to increase it. You can't sell a service for 10 and then crank it up to 15 and people will be so pissed. I don't but, think I mean, you can get enough money back by just $5 a thing <laughs> right now, yeah. But at the same time, it created competition. There would there would be no AMC A-lister mm-hmm. pass if there wasn't for movie pass. They never would would have felt the need to run for that market. So I'm almost worried now AMC is going to just start tippy-toeing back away from this this thing that they just announced because if movie passes out of the picture, I feel like they can start to backpedal and just be like, oh, let's start to phase this thing out or just not make it as lucrative as it uh, sounded for our customers because, I mean, like... <laughs> I think they would much rather sell uh, $15 per ticket and not just give you as many movies as you want to see, you know? 
Well, I mean, I mean, AMC has limits. There's not you don't go, you can't see as many movies as you want under AMC. There are very much you see three a week, and that and that's it. Um, but I mean, I've only used it twice now, and I've paid for two months worth, so I feel like I'm pretty good. Well, I also found out you can buy more tickets with it as well. So I was able to just go and purchase two tickets. It removes one because of my A-list status, uh-huh. and then I just pay for the other ticket. So um, whenever I pre-reserve my seats, it actually works out. It's a very intuitive app base, so I really oh. appreciate that. Um, so you can like pre-order your seats and stuff like that with the app, which you can't do with MoviePass. But MoviePass was also like... I think they were just trying to cause problems by selling movie tickets for like what ten dollars a month and then just reimbursing this credit card thing that they had every time they, someone did a movie. I think they didn't set enough limitations at the get go, and I think that's where like people were just running wild with it, and you know, yeah. for good reason they they should have. Uh, yeah, I don't literally think- the literally the only thing that's going to save them now is a bigger company coming in and just buying them out or just a huge influx of like cash like they just need they need a shot of a general right now and that's the only thing that's going to save them and I, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen I mean they're so dire right now people are saying like they're they wouldn't last to the end of the week and that was like a couple days ago so mm. I think we'll know definitively if movie passes here to stay by the next podcast. I don't even know if it's here to say. I think it'll be kind of like uh, they'll they'll have to get an injection of money and then they're going to have to change their business plan, Mike. I think I don't think they can keep up at what their current model is. You know, unlimited I, movies and stuff like that for $10 a month. It's just not going to work. It's not sustainable. I think, what, I think what they should do is whatever is the second competitor to AMC. What is it? Do you think Cinemark? Cinemark, Cinemark has a lot. Yeah, I've, I've seen that yeah. one pop up a little bit. Cinemark should just straight up buy Movie Pass. They're going to be worth like pennies on the dollar at the end of the week. Just buy Movie Pass, get all of these like subscribers and all of these like card holders, and just like say, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna save Movie Pass. We're gonna we're gonna tweak everything. It's under a new umbrella now, so things are gonna change. So just expect that to happen. And then, heck, they might lose half of the Movie Pass customers, but they'll still have those other half, which is like million. They had like a ton of people on Movie Pass. They grew so fast because it was so cheap. So this might give a uh, Cinemark a chance to compete with AMC. It'll be the Cinemark Movie Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it could be. Um, another company that could possibly buy them up is called Cinemia. Have you heard of Cinemia? Uh, no. Okay, it's kind of like you can see like one movie a month for five bucks or two for like seven bucks. So it's mm-hmm. it's very limited, but like you don't have to go up and buy like the 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 ticket. Like you don't buy like their their thing is more like you just you're prepaying for a ticket a month kind of thing. Yeah, because you know you're gonna go and then you can buy all, most of their stuff online. Um, Movie Pass, was it Cinemark? I think there's a couple other ones. Deal Flicks, maybe that one might be another one. Um, and I don't know, but either way, I just I think I think Movie Pass is done. So I feel bad for anyone who who pre-purchased in. I think I don't think you're gonna see any money back out of that. But um, I do enjoy the A list. I gotta say. Well, I'm glad you're an A list member because you can keep us updated. Let me know if they start to uh, slouch a little. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like in the theaters they're pushing A list like nothing else. Like it is mm. ridiculous. Like everything's like, do you want to get credit for this movie? You can actually pay your twenty dollars now and get like whatever your ticket price was counted towards your month purchase for that. So it was actually really cool. Um, but I like it. I like it. So sorry, Movie Pass users. Uh, a movie I would like to see in theaters again is Avengers Infinity War, Mike. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the digital release is this week, so you can bring it home on Tuesday, digitally. Man, 
so they're they're really narrowing that gap between when a movie leaves theaters and when it uh, when it comes out, which is good. I mean, that just leaves less room for uh, people pirating and trying to find it other ways. Uh, I can't wait to watch this movie again. It's so much. It, I, it's weird saying it's fun because it does not end fun, but man, that action scene. It is Wakanda a ride. It is, is a ride. Oh, it's so great. I love it. Yeah, I like I like the one in New York. Like when they go to Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. That that one's fun too. Oh yeah, that's cool. That like yeah, because he's that that one big uh, um, alien has that like that chain like yeah the colossal thing. Yeah, yeah, that that thing's cool. Shit, man. And Spider Man <laughs> just catches it. He's like, Yo, what's going on? Uh, yeah. So digital release for Avengers this week. Pick it up. Uh, I, I I really am looking forward to the deleted scenes and extra bonus features on this one. So I'm um, probably gonna dive into that whenever it comes. Oh out. man, the director's commentary on this movie is probably fire. Yeah. Oh, uh, hopefully they give us some Avengers four teasers in it that we don't know about yet. We'll cross our fingers. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is the first movie after Avengers 4, and there's rumor that Colby Smulders will return as Maria Hill in that movie. Would you like to see her back in the MCU for a longer period of time? Well, I mean, if she's coming back to this movie, it's got to be post-Infinity War, right? Last time we saw her, she she got dusted. Yeah, or it could be pre-Infinity War. We don't know where this yeah. movie's at. It's got to be post, man. It's got to be post. You, you wanted the movie to end at the beginning of this movie where he was going on the field trip. Well, no, I thought that would be an interesting idea, but I think it's got to be after Infinity War. I mean, because think about it. Once we finally get that conclusion from that first part of Infinity War, we finally see our heroes come back, save the day, defeat Thanos. We finally defeated this overarching villain that's been around since, like, what, like 2011? The next movie is going to be something that happened before all that. No, 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 no. They got to push forward. They got to push forward. It's going to be too weird. They probably will. But I mean, do you think Maria Hill will play like, uh, like, hey, she's still working for Shield. She's going to like be like your new babysitter because maybe Tony Stark's not around, or maybe she introduces uh, Tom Holland to uh, Spider Woman since she is a Shield like a, agent, like, like a like a another sp- like, hey, here's a spy undercover. She's going with you, kind yeah. of thing. Hey, get in this black suburban. There's someone in the back I want you to meet. Yeah, it's not men- it's not it's not menacing at all. It's not it's not I guess not very hidden. I guess black <laughs> suburbans, but there's that. Uh, you got to see the Iron Fist panel when you were at San Diego Comic Con last week. Uh, we uh-huh. the the new trailer actually shows off the fight scene between uh, Danny Rand and Davos with their Iron Fist mask on. So uh-huh. if you want to check out some of that, what that looks like, it's there. I don't dig the mask in live action, but maybe they'll have a better version by the time it's done. Maybe that's a, a rougher it, it one. Looks kind of, it looks kind of weird in that kind of uh, sunlit kind of ballroom type situation. Mm. Maybe on like the gritty streets of like uh, Chinatown and like a back alley, it could look kind of cool. But... More, more shadow. Yeah, and plus it's on top of they're just wearing like a which normal kind of like karate um, outfits. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you call them, like the karate robes and stuff. Like you know, if it's yeah. not with the rest of the spandex, it's kind of weird, the, and out of place. The white and gold outfit was never my favorite of his anyway. So maybe with the darker green, it might look better. I like the, the in the season one the flashback they had to the old Iron Fist and like the Vietnam War. I really like that look. Like that was a that was a cool one. And last week we get to see Alice Eve here as Typhoid Mary with her machetes threatening Davos in his fancy black suit, it looks like. Cool. So is that was this a scene from something you saw or is this a new picture? Uh, no, that that still looks new to me. Yeah, the Typhoid Mary scene that we saw was just with... Um, uh, the girls, with, the, the daughters. Yeah, the girls, the, the ladies. Dragons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. So there you go. You can take a look at that. You don't see much of her face, but it's, it's there. Did you ever watch Runaways on... Uh, Hulu, 
at all? Yet? It's it's still I don't want to say it's pestering me to watch it, but it still always shows up when I launch Hulu. It's just like yes, I know I need to watch it. <laughs> um, Runaways will apparently when the Cloak and Dagger season wraps up in a couple weeks, they'll start airing episodes of Runaways on Freeform to get more people kind of into this. And I think they didn't announce a crossover at San Diego Comic Con, but it kind of feels like they could exist in the same universe a little closer going What's forward. The- What's the runtime on Runaways? I mean, how are they going to inject commercial breaks into that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. They may cut some stuff out, um, but I, I don't think it. I think it was more like forty, fifty minutes, like for like late forties, early fifty minutes per episode. It wasn't like the Netflix ones, which were pushing an hour, oh. fifty nine minutes every time. Because because Hulu does play commercials, like if you if you don't have the the paid version, so there are commercial breaks in there somewhere, Mike. I don't know. Well, I don't know how to wait and see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I already watched it. And you, I'd recommend probably watching it on Hulu rather than Freeform. So um, you got that going for you. Venom, the final trailer uh, that was uh, shown at Comic-Con, has been classified and will probably release within a few weeks since that is coming up in, what, October? September? Well, well didn't they have the, like this whole tweet like last week that said, oh, stay tuned for more later this week, and we didn't get anything? That wasn't, that wasn't from Venom's. That was a, a Twitter account called Eddie's Clubhouse, which was not the Venom sony pictures twitter it was well, eddie's clubhouse let me know yeah like but they're the ones who discovered the venom hashtag emojis though so i mean i'll give them half credit half credit okay okay <laughs> um but uh yeah so um the venom trailer should be coming up uh i was gonna see when the release date was i don't i don't remember october 5th so the first week of october so we're due for that final trailer so hopefully we get to see mm. something i want to see the blade hands you want to see the blade hands oh we want to see the blade hands. we want to see the blade hands i'm gonna see me eat some people <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about this last week, uh, but you did remind me after we got off the air. And the Glass, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, superhero universe, had a trailer show up there. The first big trailer. Um, and you've seen the trailer, right, for Glass? Uh, no, I actually haven't seen the trailer, which is funny that I brought it up to you. Like, oh, we didn't talk about the Glass trailer. I still hadn't got around to watching it, but did you get a chance to see oh, it? Oh, I did. I did. I did see it. Uh, I saw it uh, during, during Comic-Con. And just to... I guess to kind of fill you in here, so so we're not watching it on on air. Um, you get to see the return of uh, like the um, I guess whoever plays Mister Glass. You have the Beast from Split, and then um, Bruce you mean Wilson's Samuel character. L. Jackson, like one of the most famous actors. Right. Well, on the I was trying to think of his in character, like his <laughs> oh, character okay. name. Gotcha, uh, first name okay. Mr. Last name Glass, I think is what he says in the trailer. <laughs> uh, the Beast, played by James McAvoy, who has multiple personalities, and then. Um, Unbreakable himself, uh, you know Bruce Willis, and they're in a psychiatric ward, and it's got uh, Sarah Paulson, the actress, uh, being like their, their their caretaker, telling them that superheroes aren't real. This is you know crazy, but at the end, you kind of find out that myth, like this is called Glass. Apparently, he's the supervillain with the brains. He's a very smart person. That's like one of his abilities, um, even though it's very fragile. And he's trying to get a supervillain team up with um, James McAvoy's The Beast to take down um, Unbreakable himself. So. Oh. Um, I, I, I need to go. I'll need to go watch me, that trailer. Or maybe now I can use this as an opportunity to avoid all trailers going forward and just go right into the movie. It'll be the first time I think I've ever seen a superhero movie without seeing the trailer. So I'll see how I'll see how long I can handle it. I think you can watch. You'll be fine. There'll be a twist. There's always a twist. You mm. won't see it coming in the trailers. Um, but it's interesting to to have a I guess a culmination of Unbreakable from what late '90s, early 2000s. And then split, which is you know more recent, well received. So I'm I'm excited to 
to see where this goes. I think it comes out February-ish. So maybe maybe this will make more money than Dark Phoenix in terms of superhero <laughs> movies next, next year. Did you watch the Alita Battle Angel trailer that came out earlier this week? Yes, I did. And if you go on a hunt for the very first trailer, um, they don't really want you to find it. They unlisted it. So I don't know if they're trying to uh, distance themselves from kind of their first outing, but it seems like they're trying to do like a new uh, a new did, refresh of Alita. Well, did the first one ha- the first one had a release date that's then it was pushed? I think is what it was. Like they they took off the original because it had the original release date. Because oh, that might make this that mo- might make more sense. This, this, this movie was pushed back quite a bit, I think. So I think that's where that that's coming from. But I actually haven't watched this one, Mike. So how about you explain to me the Elite Battle Angel trailer? Uh, so basically, uh, they color corrected everything. Everything looks more orange and less uh, green and blue. And then Alita's pupils got a little larger. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, I did like a comparison where I found the exact same frames. Uh, of the uh, the guy from man, we are really we are really messing up names today. Aren't Is it Christoph Waltz? We? Yeah, Christoph Waltz wiping away like a like a tear from her eye. So I found the exact same frame in the first original trailer and this brand new trailer just to compare. And it's just kind of cool to see all of the visual effects that's been updated. There's lots of little tweaks and changes of like the way the light hits her face. It looks like maybe they've put like a new algorithm through her hair, so her hair looks a little different. They increased the size of her um, of her iris of her eyes. So um, it's kind of cool to see how all of these things like tweak and change just over like maybe six months of the of the movie being uh, into production. So I thought that was really cool. But this is more of an action based trailer. If you remember, the first trailer was a little bit more um, dramatic. There was there was more like uh, kind of operatic maybe music going through it. It was a, it just was pulling at maybe your heartstrings a little more of like oh what's it like to be a robot. You know, and in, and in this trailer, it's more just like, oh, crap, this dude is like half robot with like a sword for a hand. And like this dude's shooting out chains through his fingers and she's jumping through it like, oh, she's got like a whole new body she just put on. Like, so it's definitely more action oriented. Um, but the funny thing is, is people keep talking about the eyes which some people hate it, some people don't mind it. And James Cameron says himself that, oh, by the end of the movie, you're not even going to you're not even going to notice them anymore. But it's just like they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They're getting you talking like no, like if James Cameron wasn't part of this movie and the eyes weren't there, I don't think anyone would be hyped about Alita because it would just be another like uh, like manga anime to live action I, uh, and no one, no one, no one's really digging those. But you gotta gotta spice it up a little bit. Throw a little James Cameron in. Well, throw some oversized eyeballs. I, get you excited. I think. I think also. I mean, you're, you're mentioning. I would watch it for Robert Rodriguez being the director. Um, oh yeah. I mean, he hasn't really had an outing in a while of something yeah. that people have gone to in mass. Yeah. I mean, uh, something where he kind of gets to like maybe inject himself. Like this looks a little crazy. Uh, the last. I mean, at least the last thing I saw of it. So. Having Robert Rodriguez go in there and inject a little crazy into it, you know, less spy kids, more crazy. I'm I'm cool with that. So, so, uh, so, so, you think that you, I should watch this trailer when I get off here? You recommending it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's fun for sure. Okay, uh, it, it'll get you a little bit more excited. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll chalk that up. We don't have a trailer for this, but Star Wars Lord of the Rings, not Star Wars, Amazon's <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry, I'm t- I'm trying to type time code in here. Uh, has hired J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay to work on the story. So they have now have story people in charge. Um, and they have developed scripts for Star Trek IV, uh, the, the one that's not out yet, Jungle and Jungle Cruise, The Rock's next movie, as well as 
working on the MonsterVerse uh, Godzilla slash King Kong movies, um, creating their like little universe as well. So I mean that that's cool. I'm glad that they don't have some just really weird credentials. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like it's not some like just random movie I've never heard of. So I guess good for them. Yeah. Uh, I mean you're gonna have to de- develop kind of a, a world here that stretches so good for, good for them i'm glad they got yeah. some nice paychecks coming in well i mean it sounds like they, they know how to like star trek for like okay we know how to handle previous existing lore with other star trek movies uh mm-hmm. jungle cruise i have no idea what to expect out of this thing other than it's, it's a disney ride i mean maybe special effects i'm sure there'll be lots of uh in special effects environments in a jungle cruise and then handling the 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 through line of the monsterverse movies people have enjoyed the godzilla movies the new trailer looks awesome for the upcoming king of monsters and uh, the King Kong, how to tie it all together. So, I mean, I think they've got some, you know, credentials to handle this. They're not just, they may be no names to us, but, like, they are handling some larger properties right now. So, hopefully, you know, they, they handle this with uh, care and love that all the Lord of the Rings fans will, will want and deserve. Uh, remember the Mowgli movie trailer? I yeah, I remember the Mowgli movie. That was uh, the live was, action, uh, uh, whatever, uh, what is that movie? Jungle Book. So, mm-hmm. uh, made by Andy Serkis, who is known for, again, you know, his motion capture fame being uh, from Lord of the Rings. Uh, this film has been purchased from Warner Brothers by Netflix for an undisclosed sum and will be releasing next year uh, on Netflix instead of uh, Warner Brothers putting out, uh, I think, it was like October or something like that. So, <laughs> this almost feels like the best move for Andy Serkis. You know, Disney came in made a a movie I hadn't seen yet, but it performed really well. John Favreau basically just catapulted even further into the Disney ranks of making a good Jungle Book movie. And then Andy Serkis just like, but I was working on one too, and it's got yeah. darker animals in it, but they're also talking. Probably won't be as much music, but I got my own Jungle Book movie. So now he has to put this out there into the landscape of movies and just compete with what was already out. So I could almost see him going like, oh, well, if somebody already just wants to take it off my hands, you know, maybe put it on Netflix. You know, maybe we should do that. And, you know, Netflix has the analytics. They already have Jungle Book up on there. So maybe they know, hey, a lot of people are watching this movie. They'll want Maybe they're, they're about Jungle to Book. lose Jungle Book for the streaming Oh, yeah. Service. We got repla- to replace our Jungle Book movie with another one. So we'll just buy it. So who knows? I, this could be an instance where it, it's actually a good movie, but just wouldn't have performed well in the box office just because we had one not long ago, you know? Well, I think the the, the thing with me, I, I watched Jungle Book, I believe, I don't think I went to theaters with my wife, but like, I, I don't have this desire to go watch a live action Jungle Book movie. Mm-hmm. The Seeing a second one, I think the barrier to entry is very low with Netflix, so it's easier mm-hmm. for me to just go to Netflix and just turn it on rather than have to go buy a ticket and go to the theater and sit down and watch it. Or wait till it comes out three months later. So just by going straight to Netflix, that barrier to entry is lower. So I'm like, okay, I might give this a shot sooner than I would have any other way. So yeah. I think this, I, like, I agree with you. Like This is a very, very smart, smart move. Yeah, you know what? And we're in a unique situation where I haven't seen the live action uh, Jungle Book movie. So maybe I'll wait until this comes out and I'll watch it. And then I'll watch the other Jungle Book movie afterwards, which is probably an order that most people... Uh, haven't experienced yet, and I'll, I'll let people know how it holds up. I won't have any preconceived notions of the Jungle Book versus Mowgli. That might be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it very well may be. You could do like a, a side-by-side comparison. <laughs> yeah, or I'll probably overall what the review will be like, you don't need to watch four hours of the same story. It was basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah, it could very well be. Uh, 
I don't know. It's it's that's not like that's one of those properties that's out of copyright, so anyone can do it, right? I think so. So yeah, I think that's why everyone's Dracu- jumping at throw, it. Throw Dracula and Frankenstein in there. Yeah. Just make this weird amalgamation. Somebody out there, make us a cinematic universe of just all open IPs that you don't have to pay for, and just just get the most random people. Like it doesn't matter. I think Sherlock Dude. Holmes is open. So make Sherlock Holmes fight a vampire, and then like. Well, did they the do that from the with like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and then also Pride and Prejudice and zombies like i think they were trying that and like nah it didn't work out very well <laughs> yeah throw some presidents in there too that'll be hilarious yeah that's, that's somebody that's, somebody get on this this is what the people want it's what they want uh comic books that um I've, I've not read a lot of but it's coming to that is lock and key have you have you heard of lock and key before yeah isn't this the the son of stephen king I believe who goes by a different pen name because he doesn't want to be compared to his father. I uh, think. Yeah, yeah. Jo- I think that's Joe, the only, I think. Joe Hill, uh, whose name is really Joseph King, is the mm. the writer of this. It came out like '08's comic book. Um, I've heard a lot of people like it. Yeah, it has to do with like Lovecraftian things and alternate dimensions and people being possessed. It's a whole. It's all done. It ran from '08 to 2013. It's all collected. I, you can you can pick them up pretty easy out there. Um, they Netflix has finally option this to a 10 episode order on on netflix so um they're gonna try it out mike they're gonna dip into comic book world give it a shot not superheroes more supernatural which you'd expect from the son of stephen king right like this, this yeah. is not really a surprise well i mean hulu basically has all of the stephen king properties i think hulu probably has an overall deal with king because they have like that new was it Castle Rock show that just with, dropped? With the actor who played the clown in It as like the main lead, and I'm like, this is all going to tie together somehow. <laughs> this is going to bring them and all they, together. They also have, um, they also have the original It uh, miniseries on there. They also have that James Franco one where he goes back into the past, tries yeah, to save JFK. Yeah, it's like the so, the at, the date on it or something. Yeah. Like that. So so Hulu gets. King Senior and Netflix gets King Junior. They've been trying to make this show something for years. So Netflix was finally like, "Fine, persistence pays off. We won't give you the thirteen episodes that we beat everyone else over the head with on our other shows. We'll give you ten and go from there." So um, you can look forward to that if you're locking key fans. If not, you can pick those trades up pretty much anywhere. Like they they've been out for a while. So I, I know a lot of people like them. Sin City. Did you ever watch Sin City? I think a lot of Ooh, people watched the first one. It's been it's been so long since I've seen Sin City, but I remember the moment the first time I saw that movie, and I fell in love with it. Mm. I mean, I was I was a teenager when I watched it, so I don't know if maybe that's why I connected to just like the just like the the drama and the grit and the comic book and like the blood and the action and the violence, the visual and, style of and, it. Yeah, really and the women. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just just my eyeballs were just primed for all that stuff so i don't know how it's held up it's not like it's an old movie so i don't know how i deal with it now but yeah i love sin city when i saw so it. also directed by robert rodriguez by the way yeah there you go um frank miller who also co-directed and is the creator of sin city has regained the film and tv rights to the series uh he also gained the rights back to the original movie but not the sequel a dame to kill for um so, if Frank Miller has the rights back to this, do you think he'd put a TV show on Netflix or some streaming service based on yeah, Sin that, City? That seems like the most logical step. I, that seems to be what's happening when you reboot like a movie, you reboot it into a TV series. And that would kind of, I think that works with comic books. Comic books are usually an overarching story. Um, but I feel like we, have we reported of Frank Miller being attached to any specific streaming studio? Has he done anything before in the streaming landscape? I, I don't, I really don't think so. I mean, he, yeah. he's kind of a 
He did that, and then he did The Spirit. Did you ever watch The Spirit, which was kind mm-hmm. of like... I don't think I did because I think I heard a bunch of people say like, oh, it's PG-13, it's not going to be anywhere near as cool as Sin City, so I never saw it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not too bad, but I don't know anything else he's done outside of outside of that. So no, you're thinking of Mark Millar, who was tied to Netflix. Yeah, Maybe that's Maybe what you're right. thinking of. So like so the Millarverse Frank, so- is there. Well, I heard um, I heard that Walmart's considering coming out with their own streaming service, so maybe Walmart can buy up Frank Miller. <laughs> they can develop Sin City. Well, that'd, be th- hilarious. that'd be so weird. Sin City, the series, brought to you by Walmart. <laughs> well, I think the, the interesting thing about Sin City is it's, like, the movies are told, like, separate, like, little stories all connected together, right? It's, like, three or four big stories in Sin mm-hmm. City. So, like, doing that over a TV series would actually be kind of interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I'd be okay with watching that over that. Um, and even like you know the style make make it look a little bit more expensive like to have that white and black. But I really, really love the look of that movie, man. Like you should watch how some of that was filmed. Like they actually put like bright white pieces of tape on Marv to show like his bandages rather than CGing all of it in there. It was really cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So um, yeah, he was also he also did um, I think he cameoed in Daredevil if I remember correctly as well. Uh, either way, not that we all remember Daredevil <laughs> the movie, but he he was a big part of you know writing Daredevil back then. Men in Black Four has a first image here um, that is leaked, showing Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth you know in their suits for the movie. Um, Chris Hemsworth unshaven doesn't look a lot like Thor in this one, so you know that's a big <laughs> change. But Tessa Thompson always looks like Te- that, so it's really not much of a surprise. Tessa Thompson is blowing up. She is like in every other movie. She's going to be a rich woman if she's not already. Yeah, uh, that or they're going to burn her out real quick. And we won't see her in anything else after after this year. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's been in Thor, this Westworld. Um, she's in uh, that indie movie coming out. I think it's already out. Uh, Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. Um, wasn't she was in Creed? Is she like the girlfriend in Creed? And then she's in the second one as well. So she's everywhere, man. Um, but also Emma Thompson, no relation, uh, will return to play Agent O. I think she was in Men in Black Three as like the British office like lead. So I did, I did, I did not see that movie. Chris. Three so was don't, three is good. Two don't talk to don't talk to me about these sequels. I've 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 only seen the first one a million times and the second one once. <laughs> you can just skip the second one forever and ever and ever and go to three because it makes me think that. Thanos is technically the son of Tommy Lee Jones' yeah, character say, in the first Captain America movie. I was going to say Josh Brolin's in that, isn't he? Yeah, as as a young Tommy Lee Jones, and it's definitely it, it's pretty fun. I had a good Jermaine Clement is the villain in that one as well from Flight of the Concords. Oh, uh, I he, like Jermaine. Yeah, maybe I'll need to give this a shot. Three three is not bad. When you watch two, anything's better. But um, anyway, Emma Thompson will return to play Agent O, making me think that this is a continuation in that universe, not a reboot. So. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is what we were believing in the first place, so not really a big deal. Batman the Animated Series. I know this is the news you've been waiting for all episode, Mike. The Blu-ray Complete Series will be on sale starting October 16th for $112 <coughs> plus tax. Well, you you think this would be something I'd be excited for, but at the same time, I would just be like, well, maybe I'll just wait a month or two and I can probably just stream it on that DC Universe app. Yeah, so that's what I've been telling people. Like, oh, well, I can buy this. I'm like... It's $113 plus tax. I know you get all the episodes, the movie, in both movies, Mask of the Phantasm and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. But for $75 right now, you can get 15 months on the DCU. And how many times do you think you're going to watch the animated <laughs> series 
either like you can get well, almost two or one and a half years of DCU or just one animated series. Well, you might not know this off the top of your head, but do you know if this Blu-ray series comes with the Batman and Robin versions of the animated series where it kind of got retitled halfway along the line of the series? It's it's the entire series. So as long as it's Batman the animated series, it should be the entire thing. 2700 hours of of shows. Ooh, so I don't know. A whole I, don't, lot of ba- I guess I don't that's know a whole, what you're asking, but yes, it's a lot of Batman. That's a that's a whole lot of getting up off the couch, changing discs, yeah. sitting back down. I don't know, man. I think I'd rather just stream them, especially since they're like 22 minutes. You know, like you could just like sit there on the couch, you never have to give up, never have to go outside, just watch Batman all day. I I, I mean I I totally agree. Um, I I, I don't like putting. Di- I don't think we have a disc player. No, we do. The PlayStation Four is in my living room now. That'd be the only way. Um, I'm trying to see here if it's in here. Um, these are all remastered. These are definitely the you know the 1080 versions of all this stuff, which you will also get the 1080 versions on the DC Universe. So I'm just trying to see. It doesn't tell me how many discs are here, Mike, but it is a stack. It's a thick stack of discs <laughs> on this picture I'm looking at here. So um, that's already too many. If you're if you're resorting to the word thick to describe how many DVDs that come with this, like no no no, I can't I can't handle all that. I bought the I bought the box I bought the Blu-ray uh, set for Avatar: The Last Airbender, and it's just like I have to get off off the couch. Like I'm, I'm already I've already been contemplating the idea of just using Handbrake to just rip the files off the disc so I don't have to get up anymore. But I was like I'm already on the last couple discs. I'll be done with it soon. Yeah, there's a bunch of featurettes in here. Um, I mean, just Blu-ray.com just taking a look here. Audio comment on a lot of episodes um you can tour the bat cave tons and tons of like featurettes um featuring the voices you mean you, we talked about mark hamill like being iconic this is one of his other things here yeah um, i guess there is va- there's value to owning it for sure yeah. but you know ten, not me i'm ten, lazy 10 blu-ray discs and two bonus discs not counting the 11 specially selected episodes with audio commentaries there we go just reading Ooh, on the audio the audio commentary would be fun. Yeah, hopefully that's on the streaming service. I hope this is like an alternate audio track that you can like flip over oh to. Oh my gosh, I've been begging for somebody to do that on a streaming service. I think I think iTunes iTunes does that on the Apple TV. That's not a streaming service. You got to pay for that stuff. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. Not a streaming service. You're right. All right, cancel that. Scratch it. We'll move <laughs> along. Batman in live action. That was another story. The Batman, the movie that may eventually come out. You know, we it's in the works somewhere. Uh, the rumor that this will follow the Year One comic series, Batman Year One. That's what I've been saying, people. Yep, and um, but that would mean that we can no longer have Ben Affleck. No, he's way too old. We have to be fifteen to twenty years younger, but it will still feature Penguin and now Harvey Dent as characters in the story. Mm, there you go. So this is basically this is another way to say of. This is like a reboot. This is going to be like kind of Batman Begins style. Because Batman Year One is him basically trying to figure out how all this shit works, which is what happens in Batman Begins. Um, I'm trying to recall some of the older Batman movies, like the Michael Keaton ones that I haven't seen in a long time. But is the only Batman movie that shows Batman putting on the suit basically for the first time, Batman Begins? Is Christopher Nolan the only one that has made that movie? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we'll just get another one. And they'll just call it Year One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go ahead and reboot Superman. Just call it Superman Year One. I think we need to redo that one, too. Well, do you also know who wrote Batman Year One? Uh, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. It's got to be somebody I know because I know th- know of because that book is, like, super popular. 
if you look in our notes, I've highlighted it's Frank Miller who did Sin City. We've already talked about him today. Hey, there you go. I know this is all tying in together. A lot of people in the same news this week. There's a lot of news to go over actually this week. Um, but I would like to see a year one. I think that'd be fun for the DC live action to go back and do that because all we got was a, a Batman who's like branding criminals and wants to pick fights with Superman by the end of it. So yeah, you could put a little younger uh, commissioner Gordon in it too. Maybe Gordon could kind of get in some scraps. Probably wouldn't have to be as young as he put is. Him in in a robot. Put him in a robot yeah. that happened in the comic books recently. DC, I think Rebirth <laughs> or new 52, put him, put commissioner Gordon in the Batman robot. Let's Put do them it. in a robot. All right. All right, Chris. They're getting wild out there. <laughs> um, ba- Aquaman, we got the trailer last week. We now have seen it. It's on, the, it's on the, the horizon. We're now looking forward to it. The after credits are rumored to set up Black Mana as a larger villain in the sequel. Would you like to see more of the Black Mana character just based on Black- what a little bit we've seen? Black man is so cool. I love that suit. So as long as I keep to see – as long as I get to see more of that suit on screen, I'm do down. Do you like his laser eyes? Oh, they're so cool. I didn't I didn't expect him to have laser eyes. I mean, this is like 12-year-old me coming out for sure. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I don't care about the story. I don't care about the actor. I just want to see that shoot. I want to see those bug <laughs> that eyes. That large head La- and laser vision coming out of those yeah. eyes. That's all I need, man. Yeah. It looked, it look, yeah. So, so there's that. So if you're a big black man, a fan, or wonder, like, I don't think he'll play a huge role in the first one. I think his brother or half-brother is going to be the, the main villain. So hopefully we'll get to see more of him later. Black man and lastly, Mike, are you going to see Teen Titans go to the movies? Man, I feel like I have to now because this I've had a weird relationship with this movie. When it was announced, I was like, I'm not going to see this movie. This looks ridiculous. But then the trailers came out, and I was like, okay, looks kind of fun. And then all of these uh, famous actors are being cast as voices, as, as cameos in the movie. So, And then I, I hear people are actually stoked. I've heard some actually critical reviews of the movie of critics saying that it's actually really fun and it's really only meant for like uber nerds will get like half of the jokes so i'm like oh, i gotta see this movie now okay uh, do you want to hear my spoiler free thoughts or slash little review on this yeah give me your spoiler free thoughts man i have not laughed so hard i was crying in a theater in a very long time mike oh my and gosh today, i wasn't expecting this yeah, i i don't i know nothing about teen titans go mm-hmm um, but my wife even had a moment where she was crying in the theater from laughing so hard at a different part. Oh man. And she knows less about DC than I do because, she, and, you know, we, we don't watch a lot of it in the house. She's been to the movies with me, but like there, this movie will reference everything. Like, like, you know how Lego Batman was kind of like, Oh, Iron Man sucks. Like that was like the only thing. This mm-hmm. will take. This will make fun of DC movies. This will make fun of Marvel movies. Stan Lee makes a cameo in it. Um, if uh, Michael Bolton has a song in this, Mike, <laughs> and that that's great, man. It, it is just I was really blown away by how funny this movie is. Wow. And um, I mean the the, the whole thing of it's really simple, but it is like it is just great. And the whole premise of this is tackling the idea of why like superhero movies in general like why everyone who's important you know you can't be a good superhero until you get a movie and it's just fan you're gonna love this like i can't believe how much fun i had going into this wow i'm shot chris yeah. i mean this is all this is all good news for two reasons first of all uh the voice actress uh 
what's her name? Sarah Strong. Tara Strong. Just, Tara Strong. Tara Strong. That's right. Who does Raven? She she said recently that if this movie does really well, that could bring back the original Teen Titans animated series that ended on that big cliffhanger, which would make sense for the DC streaming app if they're bringing back, uh, you know, Young Justice. You know, this just bring giving them one more season. You know, would be great. And Teen Titans are really hot right now, so there you go. And then also. Think, when is literally the last time a 2D animated movie graced the box office? Like, it's been... That wasn't Disney. Ever, yeah. So this is just great for all 2D animation. We know I'm a big animation nerd, so that's awesome. That's really cool. And I love funny stuff, so I feel like I gotta go see this movie now. Uh, I, I, I would not say, like, it, you gotta... Like, there are references all over this, and uh, little things in the background. Just pay attention to the background sometimes, and, you know, it's just... It's fun. There's a lot of music in this. I'm really surprised at the amount of songs they put in this, Mike. And um, uh-huh. it's actually produced by Will Arnett, who voices one of the the, the villains, um, Slade. <laughs> who we also know as Deathstroke, but they call him yeah. they call him Slade in the movie. So there's a lot of uh, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. I do. I was either this or Mission Impossible, and I regret. I don't regret. Not going to Mission Impossible. Like, oh I'm wow! So I, I was I was this close to going to Mission Impossible this weekend. So now I might have to rechange what I do next weekend. Man, Chris, I was not expecting this. What a way to take out take us out of this ep- this yeah, week's episode. Yeah. yeah, I hope you see it. Maybe we can do a spoiler cast where we talk about it a little more, like a shorter one, like not not a huge one, but because it's only ninety minutes. It's not a long movie. You're not investing a lot of time. It's Mission Impossible is two and a half hours. And I was like, oh, that's like all day. Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just have to say, if you're on the fence, um, you can go to it. If you've not seen Teen Titans Go, you can go to it and have fun. Uh, the adult, the humor is, there's childhood humor, there's adult humor. It's great all around. If you know things about um, superheroes, you're going to love it even more, like they said. So I agree. So, well, that's that's how I'll wrap this up on a nice little bow. Boop. Um, wow. Mike, if people want to know what you're up to since the episode's over and they want to see your Alita breakdown images that you sent me, because I was like, what am I looking at here? And <laughs> then you showed me. Where can they find that at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I got a new comic up there, actually, so go Ooh. check that out, pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to keep up with you, see what you're doing, seeing if you're going to take that chainsaw to the guy that's mowing his lawn while we're trying to record our podcast. Uh, he, he got uh, done really quick. I'll give him that much. Uh, yeah, where can, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or on Instagram. I believe it's Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to ComicUI. Uh, I was gonna say I got some new pops this week. I think I think Mike this fall we're gonna have some giveaways coming up after the superhero summer dies down. So people need to people need to be listening to the show, sharing the show, sharing the show with a buddy, sharing the show with a friend to win some stuff coming up. Uh, but that's really it. If people want to find more episodes, including our Comic Con coverage or any spoiler cast, where can they find those at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out all the things that we talked about this week, we got a nice itemized list for you, and you can easily uh, follow along and get those links that we talked about. Uh, You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher. We're also on iHeartRadio. We we try to be everywhere that you are. So you can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at Superhero. Slate.com slash store. It's hot out. I think we got tank tops over there too. You can get a logo slapped up on just about anything these days. So head on over to superheroslate.com slash store. If you're a fan of the show, uh, we we love you and we love hearing from you. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to reach out uh, to us on YouTube, got, we got lots of YouTube comments this week on our um, 
on our uh, Comic-Con episodes. We love that. Uh, if you want to reach out on Twitter, email, we love hearing from you. Do that. We love it. And drop us a review on iTunes. That's the super special uh, bit of icing that we love the most. And if you're a fan of the show, if you're a super fan, you know, if you want to put that on your gravestone the day you die, super fan of Superhero Slate, all you <laughs> got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. They got, they got deep. They got dark and morbid real quick, Mike. I'm, I'm going to have <laughs> well, to... Uh, if you, you. Just, you well, just buy the tank top. I'm just going to go back and buy the tank top. They look good. So there we go. There you go. All right. That's we'll, how we do. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. We'll preface it as like uh, as the summer of Superhero Slate. You might hear the ambiance of lawn mowing in the background.